Good morning. It is Monday, February 22nd. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. You want to know what I did this weekend? I watched college football. It's back. I forgot to mention it last week on this podcast, but the FCS returned for its shortened spring season across the country. Truly, across the country. They played football in South Carolina. They played football in Jackson, Mississippi. They played football in Iowa. I watched a ton of it. I watched Deion Sanders' Jackson State debut. As I record here, it's 31-0 at half. Uh, Jackson State is beating a school called Edward Waters College, a small private school in Jacksonville, Florida. And their enrollment, last I looked, is under 1,000. So it's not quite the foe that is going to tell us how the Deion Sanders-Jackson State experiment is going to look. But it's pretty fun to have football on ESPN3 and ESPN Plus and the random various streaming apps that you can find it on. So we will look to do an episode sometime this week on the FCS. Are there players worth watching for the NFL draft? Probably not. All the ones who would be, such as Trey Lance, they've opted out. They, they're they getting ready for the, for the draft as we speak, but there are still plenty of storylines. And I mean, gosh, this is going to go all the way till late April, early May, I believe, for the F- FCS playoffs. So I, th- I think it's time that we all sort of get locked in to the FCS spring football season, maybe even pick a favorite team like they do in soccer. I'm not a soccer guy, so I don't know anything about that. But today on the College Football Daily, we're going to be talking about transfer rankings. 24-7 Sports is debuting transfer rankings for this offseason's uh, transfer portal this morning on Monday morning, 9 a.m. Central. So they might already be out. It was a seven-person rankings team uh, who came up with the rankings. This is the third year in a row that 24-7 Sports has ranked transfers. One thing to know, everyone keeps asking, does this bake into the recruiting rankings? No, it does not. Eventually, probably one day, we were going to have to find a way to combine the transfer class with the high school recruiting prospects and maybe you make a hybrid class ranking there in addition to the old traditional recruiting ranking so you can't just chop that thing up and then replace that for historical purposes but the transfer portal has never been more active quality of players in the transfer portal has never been better and in the last few seasons if the transfer portal entries the free agents were dominated by maybe an elite quarterback like a Justin Fields or a Jalen Hurts and then uh, a handful of good players this year is a little bit different there's just really good players in the transfer portal Eric Gilbert Henry Toto Eric Gray Marcus Bowman Mike Jones Wandale Robinson these guys are all going to be immediate stars at their new school this fall and we've ranked them accordingly in addition to the top 50 we have top 10 players per position so yeah go check it out our conversation today is going to be with Clint Brewster 24 Seven sports colleague of mine who was on the transfer rankings council and clint is uniquely uh, uniquely qualified to do this not only does he uh, help rank high school players and help dig up diamonds in the rough across the country clint is also a former transfer himself four-star quarterback prospect out of denver way back in the day signed with minnesota where his dad tim brewster was the head coach then transferred and as he's going to tell us when we when we throw to him uh, the transfer process was really really strange and he ended up at Tennessee Tech and now resides in Nashville. So we're going to talk about the top 10, each of the players in the top 10 with Clint. And good news for you, if you're listening to this before the the 
top 50 is formally released on the website, then you get your information before the rest of the internet does. So I think before we get to that conversation with Clint, I'd like to run down a few of our guidelines for ranking the transfers. We consider at 24-7 Sports that any player who's a five-star, which is a 98 rating or above, is a future first-round pick. We do have a few five-stars in the transfer rankings, and one of them I'll tell you is Eric Gilbert, who was a five-star coming out of high school last year, did nothing to dissuade us from that ranking at LSU, and thus... His rating has not changed as he gets going at Florida. Everyone likes to say transfers transfer for a reason. And while it's true that Eric Gilbert transferred for a reason, there's no reason to believe that he's not going to be the same player he was at LSU or the same player that our high school recruiting rankings team believed he could be coming out of high school when he was the number five player in the 24-7 sports composite. So he's keeping his rating. Most players are not. Only a few of them are going to maintain or improve. But again, most of them are. Are not So you will see lower ratings than you're used to. 24-7 sports always in their, in their top 247 rankings out of high school comes up with 32 five stars in the top 247. We're not beholden to that. You're going to see players in the top 10 with low 90s. We think that's very, very good. Not an insult. So we've got the top 50. It's out. You're the top 10 position units is out. We will expand and tweak these rankings as more players enter the portal and as like for instance joe milton the michigan quarterback enter the portal while we are wrapping up the rankings threw a grade on him but we did not deem him to be a top 10 quarterback transfer and i think that's just a statement to the depth of the quarterback position um, which is not really top heavy this year but certainly very deep and hopefully these rankings help to give a good look at the schools that that truly did supplement recruiting classes with quality, not just quantity, but quality in the transfer portal. So we will take our quick break and then we will talk to Clint Brewster and introduce the top 10 transfer prospects for this offseason. The College Football Daily will be right back. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, bringing in Clint Brewster right now. Clint, I didn't even think about this until this morning when I was running through my pregame notes about you uh but you were like you've been working on transfer rankings now for the last three weeks and you're the only one on that on the transfer rankings team who was a transfer yourself from minnesota what was the process like back then being re-recruited and you probably had to reset your expectations landing at a non-power five school yeah it was i was in a really unique spot you know it was a unique situation for me because i you know i redshirted at, at minnesota and then i went to um junior college out in california and um you know, right before our, our season, our, our our offensive coordinator, something happens to him and he's not there anymore. And, and so we don't have an offensive coordinator. You know, that's how crazy junior college is, you know. So we're running a triple option there all of a sudden. And, and you know, I'm not really a triple option quarterback. So, you know, I, I'm sitting there at the end of, of my season at junior college with not a lot of uh, film of me. So, you know, at that point, it was just finding – a coach that was familiar with me and what I could do and, and um, just finding the right fit. And, um, you know, I visited middle Tennessee 
actually a couple times and I was and I was set to uh to sign there and then the coach that was recruiting me GA Mangus from there he left and went to South Carolina you know right before signing day so then I I found um another school that was uh I had a good connection with uh, with Watson Brown there um, Mac Brown's brother at Tennessee Tech you know so he was pretty familiar with me and it was a unique situation for sure but uh yeah. I've known you for a few years now. I didn't know about the, I, I guess I forgot about that triple option thing. That's pretty wild. I think it, I mean, your story is not, I mean, it's, it's your own story, but there are tons of crazy transfer stories out there. And it feels like with the transfer portal being three years old almost, and with this one-time exception rule, we're seeing transfers go from Clint, like the last chance you vibe where it's, Oh man, like these guys are transferring for a reason. You know, who knows what in the world, like their offensive structure or, or their weightlifting program looks like in Mississippi or California. Now we're seeing transfers who are just like absolute superstars. Like get Eric Gilbert at the top of our list, Demarcus Bowman, Henry Toto. This is a spectacular crop of offseason transfers. Obviously, some of them are, you know, the run of the mill, the Clem Brewster type transfers where they're like, got these, like, you don't have any film and you have no idea who they are. But when you look at this, especially when you look at the top 10, and, and we don't have to run through all of them, Clem, but. I mean, I would imagine as someone who's been around for a while, you're just pretty, pretty struck by how big these names are. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, Eric Gilbert, Demarcus Bowman, Henry Doto, like, you know, these are all guys that, you know, kind of household names, you know, already and had big recruitments. And, you know, obviously the, the top guy, Eric, Eric Gilbert, you know, we all saw what he could do this year at LSU, you know, the, the mismatch weapon that he is, you know, he's, he's, he's obviously got big expectations um, going to Gainesville and following Kyle Pitts, but all signs point to him being the next great NFL tight end prospect for sure. TJ Hawkinson was a top 10 pick a few years ago. Kyle Pitts will be a top 10 pick. I would imagine if there's another one in the, in the near future, it's Gilbert. And we did not, we did not bump his rating at all. He's, he's the number one transfer and we're going to keep him at, at a 99. It's, it's, a lot of these players like had their ratings go down. Some had their ratings go up, but the 99, like Gilbert played and he looked really good. Um, as far as DeMarcus Bowman goes, Clint, knowing what you know about Dan Mullen's offense, Bowman's a guy who, I mean, if he had stayed at Clemson, we might be talking about him as, as the 2021 starter. He left after two weeks. He didn't like his place on the depth chart. I would assume he plays early and often at Florida, but do you think Dan Mullen is ready to, um, to lean on a running back or is, or is this a guy who we're going to be like, Ooh, man, why is he only getting like six carries a game? Well, he, he really wants to run the ball. Definitely. I mean, Dan Mullen, he's, he's always been one that to really build the offense around the, the run game. And, um, they're really hoping that he can come in and produce right away. And, and, um, the things that I've heard about Bowman already just in, in workouts and stuff is that he's, he's looked phenomenal you know, I, I really liked him. We both saw him, you know, in, in high school. And I mean, just his burst. I mean, he ran a 10, 6, 900 meter in high school, you know, his elusiveness and, and um, you know, Florida is, is, is really looking forward to him and they, they need him to produce, you know, in the worst way. Could be like their fastest running back since since Chris Rainey. So next up, Henry Toto hasn't chosen a school yet. He's number three in our rankings. And these rankings, they're already out by the time you guys are listening to this. So, so go make sure you check them out. So Henry T, 
He's going to be a star wherever he goes. Chris Hummer and Hank South have put in crystal ball picks for Alabama. We don't need to spend too much time on him. We don't know his fit, but he's going to be a draft pick. Eric Gray, Clint, number four transfer for us. Another Tennessee guy. He's going to Oklahoma. Oklahoma's got a, a loaded running back room once again. And I think of all of the Tennessee transfers, I'd, I'd be curious to know, and four of them are in the top 10, which one do you think that was the most costly? Because I might say it's Eric Gray. You could definitely say that. I mean, Henry is right there with him. Um, Wanya Morris, too, was, was uh, I think it's a toss-up, you know, between all those guys. And Oh, and Ty Chandler's in the mix, too. <laughs> He's our number 12 player. Yeah, Ty and Ty Chandler, but uh, you know, I, Eric Gray was one that I, that I really liked, you know, just uh, his running instincts and the little things that he does so well you know he might not be the most talented player but you know he did so much even on special teams you know as a as a freshman at Tennessee and I I think that that, that's a, a huge loss Oklahoma, I would expect for him. Kennedy Brooks is there, but they're replacing Ramondre Stevenson. I low-key expect Eric Gray to to end the season as running back one. And if Oklahoma's as good as we both think they will be, that means Eric Gray might be playing in the playoff and could very well be a household big-time name, and this will be his junior season, so he'll be eligible for the NFL afterward. So, Wandale Robinson... Clint, he's headed to Kentucky. He's from Lexington, Nebraska. He was pretty good there. He's our number five transfer. Is there any Lynn Bowden can be used? I mean, I see Lynn Bowden can be used in, in all sorts of sorts of manners in Lexington. I definitely, I definitely think so. I mean, he's he's so exciting in the open field and what he can do after the catch. You know, he can take the the speed sweeps and stuff. You know, and and run the ball, but he's he's so strong running through contact and, and just yards after the catch. Was he the one that had his uh, over 600 pound squat coming out of high school? Yeah. I think him and Rondell Moore both had like yeah. similar freaky lower leg mesh. Like you could really see it, you know, on film, you know, with him, with his ability to break tackles and such. And uh, you know, he's, he's definitely one of my favorite players on the list. You know, when you, when you look at what he can do in the, in the open field and, and after the catch, I mean, I think that any team would love to have a player with that type of versatility, you know. He kind of makes Kentucky, I don't always watch Kentucky. I think their offensive style is a little too boring for me. But I, I think I think they're going to be fun to watch uh, in 2021 mm-hmm. with him. Uh, they got to get the quarterback figured out, though. Uh, number six, Clint, linebacker Mike Jones. This is a guy whose rating goes up from his high school days from Clemson to LSU. He was a, a good player for Clemson. He would have started this year if he didn't leave. Now it'll be Trenton Simpson, a five-star. But as he goes to LSU and LSU loses Jabril Cox, who was a transfer last year and who will be an NFL pick, I think Mike Jones with with his covering ability and a new LSU scheme is going to be a really good player. I think it speaks to how popular and how common it is to transfer now that you see kids going from Clemson to LSU or from LSU to Florida. There was nothing really wrong with where they were and they were Eric Gilbert was going to start Mike Jones was going to start the Georgia to Miami comp I used Tyreek Stevenson was going to start at Georgia but do you think these kids they just are they relishing re-recruitment are they I mean for Mike Jones it wasn't about getting really even that closer to home I people are going to look at these lists and be like what like is free agency here I, I think it's I think a change of scenery is always kind of fun I don't know yeah, I, I I think you're right. I mean, they want the the notoriety that they deserve, and you know, with with Mike Jones, I, I think that 
he's a, a definitely a great player. Like he was one that we, me, you know, me and you talked about and we're like, wow, he's, he's really good in space. He's, he's, uh, he's great in coverage. You know, he fills up the stat sheet in a lot of ways, you know, with tackles, PBUs and, and interceptions, force fumbles. I mean, he's, he can do it all. You know, he's kind of like that modern day linebacker and obviously he wanted more prominent role there. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, LSU will be, you know, excited to have him for sure. And it is interesting. He, him transferring or any player transferring, you get buzz from it. You get headlines from it. Mm -hmm. You become a new story at your new school rather than Mm -hmm. just kind of uh, a face in the crowd. Um, So that's something there too. Tyreek Stevenson, Mm -hmm. let's talk about him as a recruit, Clint. He's a five-star kid. Yeah, We we have him at number eight overall. We'll move past Wanye Morris. He was number seven. We just talked about Wanye. He's going to Oklahoma, but Tyreek Stevenson, Maybe he wasn't quite a five-star. He might have been on the cusp. He mm-hmm. didn't grade out well, and we did use some pro football focus grades from his time at Georgia, but he's going to Miami. Manny Diaz has been killing the portal. And this is a guy who, if he turns it around or, or maybe plays up to his potential, eight could be a little low for him. But it, it could also be too high mm-hmm. if, if we're just going strictly off of um, his his reputation as a recruit. Yeah, you know, you're right. You know, I think, again, he was one that wanted a more prominent role, too, because he was he was kind of playing blitz packages and covering the slot. You know, he just wanted to do more. I think that he'll go to Miami and, and a lot of people think that he'll take one of the, the cornerback uh, spots at, at Miami. You know, going back to what you said as a recruit, I, I thought he was really, you know, he was 98 overall grade for us uh, uh number 20 nationally and and uh, he was a guy who ran electronic 4-4 you know 4.3 shuttle he's got kind of those the, the freaky athletic ability you know and speed and and um you know so yeah, yeah. he sounds like the total package and exactly. it, miami now is miami's transfer you they got you know Bubba Bolden's back there. They're sending Jalen Phillips off to the first round. Quincy Roche will be a draft pick. Derek King at quarterback. Charleston Rambo at receiver, who's in our top twenty of rankings too. It's kind of fun. Manny Diaz. He knows how to build a roster when you kind of have to win now. Number nine, Keyshawn Lawrence. Key Lawrence going to Oklahoma from Tennessee. He didn't play last year really, so I don't want to spend too much time on him. But did you ever get out to watch him at Innsworth, Clint? Because we live so yeah. close. I, I did, you know, he's a Nashville guy and, you know, he's, he played really well too in, in high school at receiver, you know, you could see the athleticism, you know, that he had in, in the size and in length that he has a big athletic guy. And I mean, the, the, the question is, where do you put him? You know, he's got that positional versatility that everybody talks about and, you know, he can impact the game in, in a lot of ways. So I'm sure that Oklahoma can find, you know, somewhere. Yeah, I trust Alex Grinch to do that. All right, our last number 10 guy, and then we're going to do one quick thing on the quarterbacks. Doug Nestor. Doug Nestor was a Virginia Tech signee. He was the number 106 player in the class of 2019. I remember him in San Antonio. I think he was, at one point, he chose Virginia Tech over Ohio State. So this is this is a big this is a big time recruit, and he is going to West Virginia now. He's from Huntington, West Virginia. And he's our number two offensive tackle, and it's it's strong crop for offensive linemen, Clint. Like when we were mm-hmm. when we were looking at it, I think there's there's several impact guys, and I'm excited to see what Doug Nestor does in the Big Twelve and West Virginia. 
they're certainly more stable than Virginia Tech, so I think he's going to end up finishing out with a good career. They've got a really good rushing attack, you know, some some good uh, running backs there behind him, and, and uh, he can play, you know, right guard, right tackle. You know, he graded out pretty well on on PFF, both run blocking and yep. uh, pass blocking. He was a PFF freshman All-American in, in 2019. So, I mean, I, I think that, you know, he's he's a really solid player. All right, so we've done the top 10. We'll get you out on this. No quarterbacks until number 14, and it's a lot of people have never even heard this name. Tanner Mordecai, an Oklahoma transfer, who's going to SMU. We have him as the same grade as McKenzie Milton, the very well-known quarterback who's transferring from Central Florida to Florida State, and it was close, like a razor-thin edge. Tanner Mordecai, I think you just think he's going to put up some some 4th of July firework numbers, right? Definitely. I, I I mean, you know, he he really pushed uh, Spencer Rattler at at Oklahoma, and um, you know, there's a there's not a huge sample size of of him at at Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, like we, one half of the Red River. <laughs> yeah. But you know, when he was in there, you could tell that that uh, you know he had a really quick arm. He could get the ball vertically. You know, he's had that athletic movement in the pocket. You know, he had that skill set for for you know what. SMU wants to do and, and, you know, the similarities that they have in their offense to, to Oklahoma's. And I think that that's another just great fit. And I think it's easy to know that people, people were probably surprised at how good Shane Bouchelle was at SMU in two years. Sonny Dykes knows what to do with, like, he knows what he wants when he's hitting the transfer market mm-hmm. for a quarterback. I would imagine too, mm-hmm. Tanner Mordecai is pretty good at SMU as they, as they get young Preston Stone ready. He probably won't be ready mm-hmm. in 2021 and it'll be the Tanner Mordecai show in Dallas. Clint Brewster, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. All right. Appreciate Clint joining me. That was his first appearance on the College Football Daily. We'll have to get him back on. You can follow Clint at ClintBrew247 on Twitter. He's a really good follow. Interesting football takes and good good eye for the game. For our producer, Lance Glenn, I'm Trey Scott. We'll talk to you all on Tuesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.